0: All right, this is for Border Patrol agents and all of you that are down there trying to do the right thing. I got a three-minute intro. I hope you'll stick through it with me and let me know what would be helpful and supportive for you while you're experiencing the horror show of what's going on right now. Deep breath. See you in three. Tell me what- Five, four, three. it's the end of the world as we know it, it's, it's the end. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. How do we get, how do we get so since day one something's been missing i, I know it's time to transition to first they came for the fighters can't stop the signal now everything goes somewhere and i go everywhere It's a brand new day, and I am so glad you're here. My name is Jill, and these are my journals out loud. I draw on them to bring you a podcast, focusing on those of us who are wired for danger. In both the fight and the fallout, because my heart and mission is to serve you in yours, and what I know to be true as a wired for danger human. The quest for meaningness is upset. Without a mission we are willing to die for, there is no purpose or meaning to live for. We are not special, but necessary. Our lives are often hard, and they rarely end well. But even knowing all of this, we just can't not do what we were born to do, because we can't stop being who we were born to be. If you are new, I hope you'll listen and see if any of this rings true. And if so, you are not alone. And with that, we are so glad you're here. I've been looking for a place that I'd rather be I've been searching for my own destiny I raise my gun to the sky And scream out loud This is my life This is my hope This is what for. Now is the time to let it all out. We are the young ones to fight for survival. We will watch you like an
1: eye of a fighter. We are the young ones
0: to fight for survival. We will watch you like an eye of a Well, thank you for sticking it out. My name is Jill. These are Jill's Journals Out Loud. And if you resonated with anything in that three minutes, you're in the right place. So I wanted to talk about this Border Patrol situation. And I had just uh, done a first version of this, when which I said, uh, you're in a situation that you can't control. And in this moment, so am I. I'm trying to talk to you right now in this canyon seven miles up. It's beautiful, but it's windy. I'm in a tent. The dogs are still for the moment. (sighs) Lots of background noise, so hopefully it won't be too distracting. I can feel it picking up. It feels good. It just doesn't sound good, and Why I'm recording this is, one, I've been thinking about this for so long, and if you are a Border Patrol agent or anyone who's involved in this overwhelming process, and you are what I call a wired-for-danger human, meaning you run to the danger instead of run away from it, uh, you are in the right place. But I'm not here to tell you about the fact that there is a problem down there. I'm not here to tell you uh, whether what you're doing with your job or your life or how you're responding to all of this is right or wrong. And I'm not here to tell you how to make it all okay because it's not, it never will be, and it's not the first time. And this is just part of the cycle of history that we're all being swept up in. But that doesn't mean it doesn't feel awful and leave most of us reeling and out of control. And the irony, you know, that struck me, right before I decided to do this was I was watching the Twitter feed of someone who put together a news article, all the different huge lines of migrants crossing over uh, and then interviewing some people who are standing around and then showing people living on the street in El Paso and Brownsville. And what, what struck me is I left my quote unquote home uh, a few days ago last Thursday and I'm in the same situation. Uh, I have no plan. I have no uh, magical situation to get me out of here and no magical place to go and nobody coming to my rescue to fix it or save it. But the shocking difference to me is I am still drowning in stuff, all the things I quote unquote need right to travel. And what has always blown me away when you look at these migrant migration People, they're in inappropriate clothing with no stuff. And for those of us in Western civilization, especially in America, who are obsessed with survival, take note. Just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, And those of you who are doing the real work, doing the work of going and guarding the border, of going and finding people in desperate situations that you can't fix or solve and that are endless, I actually can imagine a little bit how you feel. I have been a social worker for a long time and I worked crisis in ER um, quite a bit. And, you know, I was the person that you called when there was no way to solve the problem. And, It was horrible. It was horrible, which is why I don't do it anymore. Because in the same way you're experiencing right now, and so many of us are in different ways in our life, doing the right thing doesn't help and it doesn't work. And there's no solution. The problem is beyond any version of solution. And, you know, most people who are opining and yelling about the problem, it doesn't change anything. It's too late. You know, too much time has passed. Too many people have come across, and the wave is too big. And even if everything got stopped today, it's still unfixable. You can't go back. I don't know if many people know some of the history, but when the Moors invaded, it took Spain 700 years to get them out of Spain. 700 years. And one of the reasons everybody in Spain and Greece... Uh, and along the southern Mediterranean has dark hair and dark eyes, is because the way the Moors would take over is you would get women pregnant and then you took over your civilization. So this has been going on for a very long time. It is not a new phenomenon. What's different about what's happening right now is the active facilitation by, quote-unquote, our government. And, I'm, you know, I'm having this conversation in my head. They're talking about, uh, you know, debit cards with three and $5,000 on them. I'm like, maybe I should just go down to the border and present as a migrant, get a phone and get a debit card. That would solve a lot of my problems. But um, it's shocking. It's overwhelming. And I just listened to one person finally say the words about, I think it was Jason Jones from uh, Fox, talking about how, The Border Patrol that you guys and you women are saying a little bit about how you feel, meaning, what do you do with this? And I think that the one word I do not hear that is just the most important word that we need to say about all of this is the overwhelming degree of betrayal that's happening to us. I mean, everybody who's out there trying to do the right thing, whether it's the military, whether it's the medical community, uh, whether it's uh, the parents fighting the school boards, whether it's what's going on at the border, whether it's within what's left of the military, there's this desperate need, especially as a Wired for Danger person, who you need purpose, you need mission, you need meaning, you need well, there's two ways to go. You're either really crooked and criminal <laughs> or, I mean, you like the danger. We all like the danger. Uh, I used to tell parents, you either use it for good or you tell your kids, you teach them to use it for good or they will use it for evil. Because well, whether you're the, the agent chasing the guy trying to get away or you're the guy trying to get away, it's that same rush, you know, that we're wired to participate in is to be part of that adrenaline uh process that's heightened that most people can't deal with that's it's too stressful they shut down they run away they go into freeze mode uh, but if you are wired for danger you're all fight and if you're all fight and not only can't you win this fight but you have been abandoned and betrayed in ways that are not even fathomable I'm listening to people who are doing uh, you know the work of the the child abuse and the trafficking and the torture and the raping and uh, and what's going on in all of these situations and uh, you know I had to leave that world because it just crushed me it took my health it took my uh, life force it took any relationship that I had I mean it was just endless sorrow and despair and you go into it for all the right reasons you want to help you want to do the right thing i mean i don't think people realize this but border patrol does not get paid very much money comparatively i remember uh, looking up with their salary and i was shocked at how low same with the secret service of course they allow all those terrible things to go on but uh, it was shocking to me how low Border Patrol agents were paid in comparison to a lot of what other uh, frontline, first line responder professions are paid for a similar type of work. And it is relentless and dangerous. And at this point, it's not even what the job description was. It's not even doing the right thing. It's actively participating in ways that go against the grain of every single person who has that. I just want to do the right thing. I want to help. I want to have a mission. I want to have a purpose. I want to facilitate whether that's protect or provide or support or whatever that is. And the moment, you know, that the realization hits that you've been abandoned and betrayed as the wind kicks up here, what do you do with that? I, was listening to someone speak about how most of the agents don't want to go home because there's so many diseases crossing the border. They're terrified they're going to infect their families, their wives, their husbands, their children. Can you imagine? And I will tell you from my personal experience, when this is your job, when this is what you're exposed to day in and day out, It's really hard to go home. I remember many times, especially around holidays, you know, I would leave work and I had just gotten finished, uh, you know, with some drug mom's baby had died in my arms. Right. And, you know, I'm having like, this is my experience. And five minutes later, you know, when I'm at home and I'm supposed to be normal and I'm supposed to talk about the weather and all these superficial things. And, you know, everybody was mad at me because I couldn't participate in these stupid superficial conversations. And, you know, one of the reasons why I'm chosen to identify and speak to this group is once you've been part of this world in which you're dealing with the intensity uh, it's very difficult to just shed that and go back into the superficial world and pretend like nothing's happening. It's just another day and get over it. Why are you like this? Why are you so uh, agitated? And, you know, in the same way, people who are not fight people don't have these great big adrenaline rushes, right? And it's exciting and it's something that you can't even really control most of the time. Uh, Or you're just perpetually angry. That's all adrenaline. That's all push, 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 fight, fight, fight on your sympathetic nervous system. Well, there, there's no universe where you can go 24-7, 365. There is a crash on the other side of it. And family doesn't know what to do with that either. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so sad? Why are you drinking? Why are you checked out? Why won't you pay attention? Why are you watching TV? Why aren't you talking to me? I'm lonely. I need you to be here for me, right? All those things that are completely inappropriate because you're doing the best you can trying to do the right thing and you're getting it from every side and it sucks. But I think the difference is, uh, you know, over history and at least in America is it's always gone on anybody who's worked in any kind of profession, you know, that's a frontline first responder profession, knows that there's never enough services and money and uh problem solving to fix every single person's problem it's just a relentless uh, day in and day out of what feels like failure i mean the irony for me was always the only people that would ever f- seem slightly grateful are the people who had lost somebody that they love, that they had just died. Those are the only people that would ever say thank you. Everybody else was either mad at you or you're not doing enough or it's just relentless. It's never good enough. You know, the other staff is angry at you. Uh, you know, right now as a Border Patrol agent, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, now the media is really starting to get involved and... The problem is being recognized, but it's not being addressed in a way that has any level of integrity, honesty, or more importantly, solution. And it isn't that we can't shut the border. It's not true that the border can't be shut because it was, and then it was reopened, but What most, I think, Americans don't realize is the process that is being facilitated by our tax dollars, our representatives, our political, quote unquote, leaders are doing this on purpose. And as somebody who's trying to do the right thing, sitting down there day in and day out, fighting against a war that you will never win being crushed and overrun in the process you are being sacrificed just like in any war and that's one of the important things i really wanted to do when we're talking to ourselves as wire for danger humans because we are the people in a natural disaster or in nature you know if there's a tiger running at my kid or your kid, I am not going to be able to not put myself between that animal and that child. It's just a response. I can't stop it. It just happens. And I'm okay with that. Same thing, you know, tornado, a flood, all those kinds of things that are not, uh, they don't have any emotion attached to them. They're just things that are happening to us that's what we're wired for i mean you have to have a certain percentage of the population that is responsive in the face of danger to do the right thing to do the heroic thing to do the dangerous thing to sacrifice yourself like i said in the opening without something you're willing to die for it's very difficult to get up in the morning and have a reason to live and other people don't understand that but it's a whole different ball of wax when what you're doing is not feeling like the right thing and you are playing for the team reluctantly because you don't know what to do. I can't even imagine how difficult it must be every day to get up and still go to work because I had to stop. A lot of people had to stop. And my question is, not to you specifically, but in a general way, when do you guys stop? When do you say, why should I be participating in this? When does the border just get fully abandoned? And who can blame you, right? At what point do we have to sacrifice ourselves for the cause of evil, because in the past, it was the cause of good, right? I'm protecting my country. Now I'm killing my country. How do you make peace with that? I don't have the answer for you, but I always have lots of questions. And to me, this is the question of our age. We are at the end of this huge cycle of time of human. And we have to ask ourselves, if we are the people who stand in front to protect and what we're protecting is really making the problem worse should we be standing there i don't know but i do know that it doesn't make sense to me to sacrifice myself for something that is creating harm and it's a double-edged sword right do you Put yourself in harm's way, trying to keep people out who are creating harm within the country that you're trying to protect. Or are you supposed to sacrifice yourself to keep uh, the people that are doing harm safe at the cost of them coming into the country and creating problems? Or do we just all walk away and give the politicians what they really want? Because as I'm listening to who, uh, the people who are deciding where they want to go, most of them want to go to the big blue cities. So maybe we need to let them go to the big blue cities. What happens if every border patrol agent just walked away? I don't know how many people know the origin story of, uh, oh, I just lost the word, boycott. Sorry, the dog was moving, so I shifted thinking, and then I lost the word that I was looking for. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's boycott, but the boycott, right? Where did that come from? And it was actually an Irish uh, family, and the staff had enough, and they all walked out. And that was the origin of The boycott, the problem that we have, especially in a humongous country, especially with what's happening to anybody who stands up and blows the whistle, is that nothing is effective unless everybody pretty much does it. A boycott doesn't work with just one. It has to be everybody. And what would happen if the whole Border Patrol just stopped going to work, just called in sick? Just turned in their badges. I mean, these are the kinds of questions that we have not had to answer as a civilization in our lifetimes. We have not had war on our soil. We have not understood what sacrifice for freedom really is because we've been told to go overseas and kill strangers to stay free. This is what happens when somebody else comes into your country. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is how do we want to participate in this process? Because this is happening. And I don't have to tell anybody who's a Border Patrol person listening to this. You are seeing it every single day. And uh, I was actually at the border all winter in Yuma. And I kept asking myself, should I just try and go down there? Uh, And I thought, no, because I really don't have anything to offer. I don't. Have anything I can tell you that is the solution to solve how it feels, to solve how it's uh, affecting your health and your mental health and your emotional health, uh, what the spiritual answer is for you, uh, what it's doing to your family if you stay and what it will do to your family if you go. Uh, There is no solution other than the one that you decide to make. And that, to me, is the true and absolute purpose of our human experience. It's not to be the hero and have everything work out, but it's to be faced with impossible choices that will determine our character but that do not guarantee an outcome, an outcome of safety, an outcome of success an outcome of happiness, an outcome in which we are seeing over and over and over again that is horrific. Just ask Julian Assange. Just ask the J6 political prisoners. Just ask anybody who's tried to do the right thing lately what the price and the cost of that is. Because until everybody participates... The front few will always be sacrificed, and I don't have an answer for that. I only know it's a personal decision that each of us must make because what I do know, and if you're new here, I have quite a bit of uh, podcast audio on psychopaths and Uh, What I describe as what's happening to us all right now is we're basically all being held hostage by serial killers in a locked basement. We can't get out. Uh, There is no door. We can't do anything to stop all of it and to save everyone. What do you do when you're locked in the basement with a serial killer? Do you sacrifice yourself for everybody else? Do you hide and try to stay alive as long as possible? Uh, Do you coordinate and try to beat them up and take them out? Uh, Do you try to, uh, to formulate an escape path? There is no single answer. And I think that's what's so frustrating is that everybody's screaming like, look what's happening, look what's happening, look what's happening. Why aren't you stopping it? It can be stopped. This can be fixed. This does not need to happen. And we're having that conversation over and over and over and over. And I hear people say, well, when World War Three starts, it started a long time ago. We don't want to look because there's no answer that's going to solve this problem that's going to be comfortable. The only thing we can do is make a decision that is something that our personal character our personal purpose our personal mission can make peace with and like i said you know if there was somebody i have two dogs which are now asleep knock on wood right so if somebody's trying to hurt them you betcha i am all up and in the face of whoever or whatever is trying to hurt my dogs but right now If I'm a police officer or I'm a stranger and I see uh, something going on with a stranger that I don't know, and I know that because of our colors, I'm going to end up going to prison regardless of what happens. I don't know if I'm going to do the right thing, right? I don't know if I want to lay my life down in service of another when all I'm doing is supporting the process that every fiber in my being wants to stop. The question of how do we do the right thing is so confusing right now. It's not simple. It used to be simple. There were good guys and bad guys. And now it's not simple anymore. There's no such thing as doing the right thing and being rewarded for it. And so it's only boils down to the question of what does your soul want you to do and can you make peace with it whether it's to stay on the job and try to do the good that you can or it's to just walk away because we're moving into a period of time I was having this conversation with myself this morning because you know I walked away 2007 so it's been 16 years and uh, and it was okay. Cause there was still like normal out there. You could still like dip in and out of the normal world and do what you had to do, you know, get some work or whatever. But we're moving into a period of time where that's not an option. There will be no normal. There will be no safety zone. There'll be no ability to just keep going along with the system and having everything be okay by it. You know, we're seeing that The system is demanding more and more conformity that goes against the grain and the integrity of anybody who is truly wired for danger and wants to use it for good. Now, the people who like evil oftentimes are, sometimes they're psychopathic and they're not wired this way at all. Sometimes they're just wired for danger and they like the rush. I imagine a lot of the uh, cartel members are uh, wired for danger. It's, you know, I Like I said, it's that you can be the cop or the criminal. You both have the same nervous system. It's just what you're using it for. So the rush is the same. It's just whether it's for good or for evil. And, And that was different. That was a different time. We are in a period of time that we have not experienced before. But it has been experienced before. And history shows us. There's no simple way out. And once you get to a point, once empire gets to a certain point, once Western civilization that is now at a certain point, it's not going back. It's all falling apart. And uh, for those of you who haven't read Atlas Shrugged, uh, I was always struck by how simplistic it was but how specific it is to this mentality of totalitarianism right of of tyranny of slavery and how people who just want to make good in the world and want to do a good job and be kind and responsible and show up when they say they're going to show up at work and then work hard and then be able to go home you know when all that's taken away from you it goes it leaves you stranded because that's who you are and you don't fit into this model anymore. And I never know what the right solution is because you could, we could all hide out those of us who function like, uh, you know, an Atlas Shrug, the, the functional productive people kept disappearing, uh, trying to create their own perfect world. Uh, I don't believe that's an option or realistic pure absolutism in terms of capitalism. That's as idealistic as uh, the opposite, but But we're desperate because we're desperate to find a way out that makes sense. And when there's no solution that makes sense, it leaves us floundering because we are wired to want to do the right thing and often to sacrifice our lives in that process. And how can sacrificing your life for the purpose of good not be the right thing when right now you are being sacrificed for the purpose of evil. It's extremely difficult to know what to do at a personal level. And that's really the whole point of all this is there is no solution that that is for everyone. It has to be the decision that each of us choose to make in the face of this great and terrible insanity Uh, on the cusp of unbearable tyranny, what do we do? Do we sacrifice ourselves trying to do the right thing and stop the evil? Or do we end up sacrificing ourselves, refusing to do the bad thing for character and for value and integrity? See, none of this is easy. And that's where I think people are really you know, struggling is because there's no simple answer. There's just your answer, just what's right for you personally. And there will come a time where it's too late and everybody will just leave their job. I, I've shared this story before, but, uh, you know, as a social worker, you, uh, in the hospital, you get a tag. Oh, we all did. Everybody works. We get a tag, an ID tag. And on the back, says, in case of emergency or di- emergency or disaster, uh, you're allowed to report to the hospital. They'll let you through if there's a blocked road. And I used to look at that and think, in what universe am I going down to help a bunch of strangers when there's a disaster? I'm taking care of my family. It, so these are decisions that we all have to make at a certain point of time. And, uh, and there are solutions, but we're not at a point where we're willing to sacrifice for the solution versus be the sacrifice for the problem. And, you know, history has shown what people do. Eventually, you have to stop playing by the doing the right thing rules, right? So, you know, at this point in time, right, we have to own land and pay taxes and we have private property and uh, we have a lot of rules and a lot of regulations. Well, that doesn't mean crap when you're not safe and you can't eat, At some point, people have to stop worrying about their own tiny little life and their own property and their own stuff, trying to isolate and protect it all. And realize if people don't group up, they're not going to survive. They're going to have to take in strangers, So that everybody can stay safe versus this idea that somehow the rules are going to keep us safe. Just like we have operated for so long with this idea that we have secure borders and nobody bad is coming across because we have trained men and women down there doing the right thing, showing up, doing their job. And yeah, there's little things here and there, but... Nothing like what's been going on. And this is what happens when we as a culture and a society stop paying attention. Well, everybody's attention is getting, you know, screaming, jerk, yeehaw, here we go. And again, you guys, you women, you people, you are on the front line. You are the last line of defense and you're being told To not do your job. You are being sacrificed for something that is bigger than all of us. And there's no simple solution to this problem. Because it's not something that some one person can fix. It's going to fall apart. The only question is, how long do you stay? How long do you stay? Uh, That's, you know, one of the great questions. Sorry, one of the dogs was up and around. Uh, of World War II. How many Jewish people stayed too long? Because they didn't want to leave, because they were trying to do the right thing, because they couldn't believe this was really happening, but why would my country do this to me? Uh, You must be kidding. I can't believe this is real. How long do we stay? How long do we show up? How long does it take to break us? These are very individual questions. But what's most important, and the thing I think that is the biggest standout for me is saying this out loud, is that yes, you've been abandoned and you are being betrayed. And there's nobody that's coming in to fix it or stop it and make it all okay. And that is a hard truth. That is a really hard truth. Those are the hard truths that kids have to figure out about their parents. Like my parents are not taking care of me and I can stop dreaming that mom or dad is going to be the person that I want and I'm going to be safe and everything's going to be okay. Like I have to grow up now. I'm not ready. I'm not old enough, but it doesn't matter. And I have to do what it takes to survive. And that child has been abandoned and betrayed. And that's what we're seeing. Hundreds of thousands of children being abandoned and betrayed. And there's nothing we can do about it at the simple level. This is such a big issue. And it's spilling over infinitely longer and wider and further than just the border. But today I wanted to speak specifically to those who are people working on the border, who are seeing this day in and day out, who are struggling with the decision. How long do I stay? How long do I participate in this? Is this ever going to change? And it's not. There is no way to stop it and undo what we've done. This is happening. It is going to be horrific. Eventually something will give, but you just have to ask yourself that you're not, you know, you're not crazy. You have been abandoned and you are being betrayed, just like we all are. But we were also not paying attention, and this is what happens when grown-ups don't pay attention to what other grown-ups are doing. And so now we have to deal with the ramifications. We have to deal with the consequences collectively from the choices we did not make by paying attention before. And you guys are at the front line of all of it. And it's your choice. You get to choose what you Want to do? You don't owe anybody anything. You are not being. Uh, you haven't know, failed if you choose to walk away. There's no solution here. This there's no honor in participating in something that goes against every fiber of your being. Now, if you're not having this experience, then obviously uh, I'm not making sense to you. But if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, this was my experience. This is why I left, is that I can never make change at the level of the system. It's never going to happen. And I can, I was so sick. I was dying. I can stay here and die. I thought the only reason I need to stay is to keep my benefits because I was getting so sick. Uh or I can leave and get my health back and I don't have to worry about having the benefits anymore. So there's no simple solution to any of this, but this is the work of being human at this moment in time is these great, big, overwhelming, horrifying uh, processes that are happening in which there is no outcome that says, okay, well, this will just change and Uh, You know We'll get a president and everything will go back to normal and I don't have to think about it anymore. I can just go to my job, I can get paid and I can put this in the back mirror and I don't have to think about it anymore. That day is not coming. This is our world and each of us are required to make incredibly difficult decisions in the midst of all of it. And there is no right decision because we are all being sacrificed on the altar of this insanity. Only we get to decide what we want to do about it and what we want to do with it. No right or wrong answer. But unless we're honest with ourselves about what's happening and we take ownership and be responsible for making the decision that is ours to make, not waiting for someone else to make it for us, that is what we have control over in this moment. So... Uh, if there's anything that you want to share uh, by email at jill@dangerandwisdom.com, at I would love to hear what would be helpful and supportive. I try to talk about how to manage the nervous system so that we don't go insane with these great big problems, but today I just wanted to say the thing out loud that's real that nobody wants to say out loud is that yes, we are being abandoned and yes, we are being betrayed and no, this isn't stopping. And with that, I'm going to take a very overwhelming deep breath, and I will see you next time.